0: Wrestling fans, and welcome to the 2022 Party of One WrestleMania Spectacular. Maybe the last one, because, like, we don't watch WWE anymore, so, like, it's weird to tie a day to, like, a WWE event, but also, WrestleMania is still, like, the pop-cultural wrestling experience, so, I don't know, maybe it'll be an all-out next year, maybe it'll be a Wrestle Kingdom special next year, but we'll see how it goes. If you've got thoughts, hit me up on Twitter or Discord or in the comments of wherever this lives. Anyway, this is Party of One, an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. I am Jeff Stormer, your host, and Party of One wrestling champion, and this week on the show, I am joined by Wally, my non-binary slime friend and yours, for a game of the Flexorcists. The Flexorcists is a role-playing game about one of my favorite concepts in the world, wrestlers fighting monsters. It is the year 2000X, Ghosts, demons, and monsters are more powerful than ever, and exorcisms have become more dangerous, more spectacular, and more deadly than ever before. An exorcist is no longer enough. You need a flexorcist, a highly trained professional wrestler sent into your town to sniff out a monster and kick the living shit out of them. If you can't hear it in my voice, I love this game. Uh, It is so cool and exciting. God, it's very, very good. I love this game. It rips. I loved playing it. I can't wait for you to listen to it. You can find a link for more information to the Flexorcists in the show notes. Wally is an online TTRPG streamer and personality. They are a cast member on Infinite Roleplay and GGK Game Nights. You can find him on Twitter at @wally132. Genuinely just like somebody I am happy to know and be friends with and get to talk about like wrestling and nerd shit with because they are a beacon of positivity. He is someone that is like truly kind and warm and positive and i think those are qualities that we need more of in the actual play space and the role playing game space go follow wally wally132 you can find links to all of their work everything that he's working on he is an absolute freaking treasure and with all that said let's uh, hold on hold on i'm being handed a letter oh, oh my god this is a letter from the unnamed and uncast because i forgot to cast the party of one wrestling commissioner uh, this is okay hold on i have to read this out loud uh, from the office of the Party of One Wrestling Commissioner. Oh my god. After reviewing the events of the Party of One 30 for 300 Royal Rumble, Party of One Wrestling officials have made the difficult decision of declaring that Slimy heelberg entrant 29 in the Party of One 30 for 300 Royal Rumble, was never formally eliminated from competition. Therefore, the governing body of Party of One Wrestling have made the decision that for the first time, there are two Number one contenders for the party of one wrestling championship, Riley Max Davis Hopkins and Slimy McKeelberg. Oh my God. Please bear with us as we determine the course of action going forward. These are monumental historic times and the resolution for this situation must be adequately once in a lifetime. (sighs) Well, fuck. I guess on that note, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, you, Jeremy. I am joined this week by Wally. Wally, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. What's up? How's it going? It's me, Wally, your favorite non-binary slime best friend of the internet. I could not be more excited. I've been wanting to have you on the show for ages now, ages, ages, ages. I think I promised at one point to have you on in 2021, and I'm only a few (laughs) months off from making that goal happen, so I'm very happy. Um, I could not be more excited about the game than we are going to play today, but before we dive in, why don't you take a moment and let the lovely listeners at home know about anything else you've got going on that you might want them to know about? Yeah,
1: um, you can always find me, of course, on Twitter at W-A-L-L E 132, just like you know, cute little robot. Um, also, every Monday over at Infinite RP, you can catch me playing some Flames of Freedom, which is a really awesome Zwyhander hack that well, not a Zwyhander hack, but it's a Zwyhander expansion that takes place in seventeen seventy-six Revolutionary America. Fantastic game, ran by a bunch of fantastic people. I love it. Check it out, give them support, give them infinite RP some support. Also, you can catch me over at GDK Game Nights playing some Elegant Creatures every Thursday night. It is a, what, another uh, TTRPG hack of the game uh, Elegant Magic mixed with some Urban Shadows. So yeah, it's a lot of fun there too. It's like I play, I noticed I play a lot of games. Where we just take whatever system there already is and just change it up a bit. I feel like that is like my brand. I guess. That's,
0: I mean, that's that's you know we're all standing on the shoulders of giants, and game design half of game design is knowing what to steal, so it makes perfect sense. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I could not be more excited about what we are going to play today. This is uh this is just like you're going to hear the pitch, and if anybody listening to this doesn't think that this is the most up my alley thing, then you have not been paying attention because we are playing the flexorcists. It is a game about, uh, exorcisms by way of wrestling. It is inspired by Mob Psycho 100, old El Santo photo comics. Uh, it is specifically a game about wrestlers going into town and fighting, uh, some sort of sinister monster, which frankly, like, if I, that's, you know, that's me in a nutshell. If you, if you summed up the things that I love in a few words, it's wrestlers fighting monsters. That's that's just a brand everybody
1: really just wants to appreciate into their life. Just wrestlers beating up unearthly
0: beings. On some level, I think that's what we're all chasing as designers, <laughs> as players. It's 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 just the purest expression of goodness in this I, in this world. I mean,
1: what is more pure than two big beefy men bumping meats in a ring? Nothing is exactly. more pure than that. It's the finest form of entertainment.
0: Uh, and so before I introduce your character, I, I am going to read over just the introduction of the game, uh, the setting text. It started in the year 2000X. Ghosts, demons, other occult forces grew resistant to conventional exorcisms. Minor possessions, the kind that would have previously been resolved with a sprinkle of holy water and a few minutes of half-hearted praying, suddenly became multiple hour long life or death ordeals. Major possessions swallowed entire townships and broke holy men. Worse, the unspoken rule that a possessing force had to operate only through the local environment became snapped and frayed. Possessors could now manifest physically, and they were extremely swole. Thus, the world entered a new age of banishments. Gone were the days when any reedy man could cast out a demon. Fighting the supernatural was now a job for the flexor cysts. That is a heck of an intro for a game. I love that so Uh, much. Immediately, immediately a thousand percent on board. Yeah, I am totally here for it. All right, so we've got we've met our setting. Go ahead and introduce us to our character this week. Yeah, so I'll be playing.
1: Let me get into the voice of this. I'll be playing Big Zeke. Big Zeke is he is a big guy, soft spoken, but boy, you do not want to see them in an alleyway. They're imposing, a wall of muscle. But do they have a soft side? Probably not. But to get to that soft side, you really got to know them well. The side they always display, though, pure murderous intent. Much inspired by one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, the King of Pro Wrestling himself, Mitsuhiko Suzuki, the Murder Grandpa himself.
0: I mean, if you're gonna pull inspiration, you've, you, there are, there are worse places to pull. I've I've also pulled inspiration from some specific places, and uh, it's gonna, I, I'm very excited to to. Drop you into this scenario. I am so ready for it. Now, uh, let me ask you a question. To start us off, you received a a communication from uh from someone that you've worked with in the past. Who was it? Um, I think the person that I worked
1: with in the past would have been my former tag team partner. Um their name was uh uh a Green Mountain Rut. Uh, Green Mountain Rut was a tag team partner of mine. Uh, but then eventually uh, he decided to go for, you know, the singles, go for a mm-hmm. nice singles run and then go for uh, a nice, you know, cruiserweight title. He became a cruiserweight title champion, but uh, I was a big guy, so I couldn't mm-hmm. really uh, run alongside with him. I couldn't uh, fight him in the ring because we were two different weight classes. So uh, we kind of drifted apart. But then one day they
0: just came out of nowhere, uh, dropping me in communication you you received this letter it's a very unusual thing right like it everything about the letter is just very odd it the page itself seems to have been like the sheet of paper that it was written on seems to have been ripped and kind of pulled apart into this strange sort of like hexagonal shape. And the letters are sort of oddly shaped. All of the O's are written in this hexagonal pattern. And it just seems like that shape is repeating everywhere that it can on the sheet of paper. And it's pointing you, it's talking about this opportunity that Green Mountain Rut has found. This once in a lifetime gig that Green Mountain Rut has found in the town a, a faraway town, a little out-of-nowhere place, probably not even a place that you've ever been through, a little town called Tabbit, T-A-B-B-A-T. Tabit. like I said, some little tiny, tiny out-of-the-way place, some little one-horse town. Green Mountain Rut is talking about this opportunity, this goal, this big gig, this dream match that that he has, and it's the letter itself is rambling and imprecise and probably even a little worrying i don't you know this is this is someone with whom big zeke had a a a friendship and a partnership once and what's your reaction to it
1: um i'm kind of confused because they never seemed like so erratic before um was there any way that i could reach out to them if i went through my old ways of contacting them
0: Um, there is, like, you have their, you have their number, you have their contact info, but, uh, if you try calling them, it comes up, like, it comes up as the number is disconnected, you know, you, you can't seem to get anybody to get on the line with them, like, they aren't responding to calls, texts, everything just goes into the void. It seems like after they sent this letter, they just disappeared off of the face of the earth.
1: Mm, mm, I don't like that. Um... You know what? I'm going to go check this out. I'm going to go to this town of Tabit. I'm going to pack up my gear and I'm going to head out there because something does not seem right.
0: What does it look like when you arrive in town? Um, I
1: think what it looks like when I arrive in town, I, I arrive, uh, I, I don't, I don't have my own vehicle. I just hop off one of the, a, to- a charter bus there, dusty town, uh, mm-hmm. duffel bag over my shoulder, wearing my usual casual clothes. And I think this town is, uh, it's it's almost a ghost town. Kinda. Oh yeah, for
0: sure, definitely a ghost
1: town. Like there's very few people walking through the street, and if anyone like sees me walking in the street, they kind of do the thing where they like go oh, and they just run
0: back inside. And the thing that you notice immediately as you're you're on this charter bus, you pass the street sign for Tabit, and it's a hexagon, and, like, it's not a square sign, it's a hexagon, and y- y- it's very odd, and you notice that the windows are hexagon, and it's, that shape is just repeating everywhere that you see.
1: Hmm.
0: It's just, it, it's it seems to be, like, nothing looks quite like the shape that it should be, everything, and, you know, the people are, people see you and they run because you're Big Zeke, you are, you are large and intimidating and scary, and it seems like, you know, there is... There are very few places open. There's a there's a gas station and a diner and not many other storefronts. Most of them are are closed up and boarded up with their hexagonal windows, but like there are a few storefronts open and you also see a crime scene. You see police tape, you see things marked off, you see evidence of some kind of a crime.
1: I'm going to head over there. Something doesn't seem right about that. I'm still keeping an eye, looking, noticing these patterns of hexagons disappearing everywhere. But I'm a, I'm a head over to that crime scene.
0: You you approach, and what is your reaction when it's you love- see when it's- you see Green Mountain Rut? Uh, you see uh, un, you see Green Mountain Rut's signature mask. Which what does that look like? And you see it. On the ground next to a body that has been that has a tarp placed over it. Um, his mask
1: is it's a uh, emerald green mask, um, that has uh, that has on the sides of it that says like kind of stitched into the mask, Green Mountain Boys, uh, because that was our tag team mm. back in the day. I look over at the mask and I kind of like just calmly walk over to this crime scene. And I just move, lift up the police tape and I just crouch down next to the body.
0: And I think immediately, immediately, um, immediately like, like, like a few like crime scene detectives like start to move towards you and one of them puts a hand on the chest and like clearly kind of like wrecking, like recognizes you if not by, if not, if not exactly like you have, you are very obviously a wrestler and a flexor assist. And so like... You're, 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 you're leaning over the body of your friend and the thing that you notice as you're standing, like you see it briefly on a telephone pole nearby, you being a wrestler, being somebody that is known for your intimidating intent, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be anywhere near a fight post, a fight poster to see a fight poster. one of these old school, like red ink. Paper like fight yeah, posters. Yeah, you can spot one a mile away.
1: Right, that's like one of those old school territorial posters.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's taped onto this phone pole. Do you go? Do you go take a look at it? I get up. Um, I pick
1: up the mask, stuff mm. it in my pocket, and I head over to the pole. And I just walk right up and I just take the poster right off and I just look at it.
0: Uh, and the poster on the poster, the main event is. It says in big letters dream match and it is green mountain rut versus I'm going to ask this to you and it doesn't and if, if it's just the general idea if you've got a name for it great if you don't but I'm just going to throw this to you and ask in your time traveling with green mountain rut there was one opponent that he talked about all the time as his ultimate dream match and You know, it was, it was that, it was the, it was the, if you could wrestle anybody living or dead. And notably, like, this wrestler had long since retired and in fact died while you two were on the road together.
1: This wrestler is a guy named, uh, Double A Arthur Anderson. Um, they, they were some, they were the person that Rutt admired so much that got them into wrestling. That was the person they almost like stylized their mm-hmm. entire move set. Everything about them, they styled off of this guy. And uh he would always talk about saying, you know, one day I'm going to wrestle this. I'm going to wrestle him one day. You know, maybe maybe I can just get him to come out of retirement just for one match. it will be great. I would always like, you know, humor him mm-hmm. because he's definitely past his years. He's definitely past his prime. So I would just say, yeah, maybe one day you could do it. Of course, you know. Sure. But
0: I never really thought it would happen. And sure enough, I mean, A.A. died. Like, A.A. passed away, and yet yeah. here you're looking at this poster that has last night's date on it. And it's Green Mountain Rut versus A.A. Arthur Anderson in a dream match. Hmm. You over there. Police officer. Come in. the cop. The cop. The cop that, like, had been holding back the other detectives kind of, like, walks over a little bit, like awestruck and a little bit suspicious and is like you know you can't take that mask it is uh it's evidence
1: are you gonna really tell me not to take this mask
0: i mean i don't want to die but i'm just saying i'm i can't what i don't I, know
1: that's what i thought i mean look you Understood. could you could you could try to take it from me you know what will happen now i'm gonna ask you a question he holds up the poster to him
0: and the thing I should mention is that the poster is also hexagonal shaped, of course. Oh, okay,
1: okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, he holds up the poster in front of this this says, What do you know about this match?
0: Oh, uh, was this was this another one of these dream matches? Oh goodness. Okay, yeah, I we've been we've been seeing these posters come up for dream matches. I don't i. Did Tony? How many of the posters do we get? Uh, We got five. This is this is this is this must be the fifth one that we've seen in the last month. They keep popping up. They keep just you know we take them down. Mm -hmm. We 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 have rules against plaster and posters, and we try to take them down, and then they pop up with a new wrestler and a new dream match, and it's a whole thing.
1: Right, right. Now, as you know, I'm just saying is is that now I'm not saying that. You're not doing your job or anything, but obviously it looks like this is a real issue here in this town. Now, if you could help me out here, I'm going to try to find out the source of this thing, because originally this was just going to be a job for me. But now this is officially personal, and you're going to help me out, try to end this little personal beef I have with whatever's holding this dream batch.
0: Eh, I mean, if it can... If it can take a little work off of my plate, I'm not exactly going to complain.
1: That's what I like to hear.
0: So this gets us into uh, this gets us into the investigation part of it. Oh and boy. I'm going to to ask you. This is this is this is the first phase of the game. This is the arrival. And I'm going to ask you, like, how are you? You have a few skill sets. You have a few things that that uh, Zeke is particularly good at. And I'm gonna ask you, what are your what are your skill sets, and what are and how are you using those to investigate what is unfolding here? These mysterious hexagons and these mysterious dream matches.
1: So my skill set is oratory and weaponry. Mm. Um, and pretty much I am straight up like you would see like a montage, yeah. of me just uh, shaking down anyone that. Would lead into this any kind of uns like se- mm-hmm. uh, like seedy, you know, uh, you know, ne'er do well kind of folk. If they are, if they seem like the type that would know about this dream match, I am just being intimidating as heck. And if it has to come to blows, then it comes to blows. But I am just, t- I'm, I'm being intimidating and talking my way through yeah. things.
0: I love it. I love it. Um, and what you're able to find is. The the thing that you find the clue that I'm going to give you and then I'm going to allow you to ask me one question. Okay. The clue that you find the thing that you realize as you talk to people, you you're 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 shaking people down. People are very at first hesitant to talk to you, and like you kind of have to shake people down specifically because as they see it, it was the flexorcists and these dream matches that have been that have been. Bringing trouble into Tabit, as it as they would describe it. You know, the more the more of these wrestlers that have been showing up in town, right? Like you are far from the first Lexorcist to be here. The more things have changed, and Mm. the thing that you notice, the thing that you notice that has changed, is you see it in a photo, and the photo has a timestamp of about maybe a month ago. Mm -hmm. It's got you know, it's it's Main Street Tabit. And there are square windows and square manhole cover, or not square manhole covers, but round manhole covers and an octagonal street sign. And then you see a photo, you, you see a photo, somebody shows you a photo, you shake down someone and get a photo from a week ago. Hexagonal street sign, hexagonal manhole cover, hexagonal windows. That shape seems to be taking over the town people seem increasingly obsessed with it everything seems to be taking on this shape it Hmm. seems to be it seems to be consuming the town and it seems to be fueled by these wrestlers coming in for what are being described as dream matches i would like to ask where
1: was the first out-of-place hexagon scene
0: the first out-of-place hexagon was seen it's a great question (laughs) oh it's got to be the fight it's got to be the first fight poster okay it's got to be the first fight poster like i said the fight poster was not like a tradition it was not like a square piece of paper it was like this cut this paper cut hexagon and the first fight poster that started popping up on you know, on telephone poles was hexagonal shaped. And that kind of was what got people to start noticing it. And soon enough, like, P- as people noticed it on the poster, they started drawing it in their notes. Their O's started turning into hex. Like, it just, it just, mm. it, it buried itself in people's minds. But it all dates back to that very first poster, which happened about, you get, you get a timestamp on it, and it was about 27 days ago. Okay. Just about four weeks ago.
1: All right. Um... I want to I want to find out where can I go to find out uh, if I can get like a copy of the of that first poster if it's still available cuz I want to see like if there's some kind of um address to where the where the matches was held at or where the card was being like sh- shown at
0: I I think because you previously intimidated this cop and he is actively looking to take work off of his plate because he is lazy and awful. Um, <laughs> I think that you're able to, like, get a hold of a copy, like, a, a a copy of this poster on this hexagonal paper. And, like, as you stare at it, like, you feel uneasy when you see, like, it just, you feel wrong in this very specific way as you stare at it but there is an address for it and it is uh it is 66 6th street
1: okay 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 um i will head there
0: um yeah i'll definitely head to 66 6th street the thing that you notice is that there is not a 6th street There, there are only about five blocks in town, you, 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 you ask around a little bit, and like, there is a warehouse that was built about a month ago. Or at least people remember it being there a month ago, and they don't remember it being there two months ago. Hmm. On the, on the outsides of town, past where those last five blocks rest.
1: I'm gonna head to that warehouse. But sure. you know what I want to do, though? Before I head to the warehouse, I'm, I have my, my gear with me. Uh, before I, I, I go into the warehouse, I change into my wrestling gear because I feel like stuff is going to get serious. Like I uh, take off my shirt and I have my wrestling trunks under my pants and I sit down and I lace up my boots and I look at Rutz's old mask and I, I stuff it into the back of my shorts And I head towards the uh, warehouse entrance.
0: And as you, as you arrive, you, you immediately, you look, and this is a, this is a hexagonal warehouse. Like, the warehouse is built with this hexagonal shape. And you can feel it in your bones, in your, in the back of your mind. You can feel it in every bit of your being that, like. This is a place of unease and evil. Something is wrong here. But you, but, but it is, it is a wrong that is lying in wait. And for, and and to draw it out, you're going to have to perform a ritual. This moves us into the next phase of gameplay, the ritual. Um, I am going to ask you to describe Mm. how you draw out whatever this is you can ask me any investigation questions you want to but uh describe how you build me to how you build towards drawing out whatever whatever the evil is that is here and then when you're ready i'm going to ask you to set aside some of the dice assigned to your character's stats
1: okay um so what i do to draw out this evil uh I, I, I drag that cop along with me, because mm-hmm. fuck them. Um, yeah, right. I drag that cop along with me, and I shove a – I pull out of my bag. I pull out one of those – a small camcorder. and I tell him, I need you to hold this. I just point it right at me.
0: All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: sure. And then I you know, shake it, so you know get myself into the zone. And then I look at the camera, and I go – so this is what you wanna do? This is what we're gonna do here, huh? You come into towns, you could move yourself in, you start one with one match, you start with two, you start with threes, you think no one would notice that you start placing hexagons all over this place, influencing people, getting into their mind, thinking that, oh, your hexagons are important. Eventually you would done something to catch people's notice. You caught my notice. You took out a friend of mine, a dear compatriot of mine. That wasn't my intent to come here to take care of you because of that. But once I saw that you took care of my friend, oh, you best believe that I'm going to be here to take care of you. So I'm calling you out right now, right here. In front of this warehouse, me, you, deathmatch, no holds bar. And then I reach into, uh, reach into my bag and I pull out a chain and it has a leash on it. Sick. Death match. Me and you. Leash match. We're tied together. There'll be nowhere for us to go anywhere except between me and you. We're going to be tethered together and we're going to beat the crap out of each other. And I'm going to get my revenge from my boy, Rutt. So why don't you come out here? Unless you're a little punk and you don't want to get into the ring with Big Zeke. All right, now you can turn off the camera.
0: (laughs) And that's what I do. (laughs) I love it. Incredible. I, I I absolutely love it. Um, I'm going to ask you to set aside. So you have four. Let me hold on. Let me remind myself exactly how many stats you have. I believe it's four, but I want to get it right. So you have three stats. You have style, how cool you look, faith, how unshakable you are in your purpose, and brawn, how shredded, ripped, chiseled, and made of meat your body is. You are going to take some of the dice that you have assigned mm-hmm. to your stats and set them aside for your ritual. I am not going to ask how many you you have set aside until the end of the game, but you have to set aside some number to activate this ritual and to to bring this to life. Okay, All right. And they are. They, I'm using d sixes. Yeah. Da, 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 let me let me confirm that. I might say it, I want to say it's D tens, but I'm not sure. I think yeah, that's... it's one, it's D. Yeah, they're D tens. Okay. Yeah, because you're you're going to roll them as a pool, and any any that are seven or better count as successes. Okay. All right.
1: Set aside one, two,
0: three, two. All right. Okay. As you're you you uh you you hear behind you like the camera clicks closed. And behind you, you hear the rumblings of a crowd, and you see lights from inside the warehouse. And you look around, and suddenly, on a telephone pole nearby, you see a fight poster. It is hexagon-shaped. And it was not there when you started your promo.
1: I head over to that poster, and I rip it off the, rip off the pole, because I already know what it says, but I look at it anyway. Who's your dream opponent? Uh, who is my, the one person that you've always wanted to fight? The one person I always wanted to fight was my uncle, the original Big Seek. Um, Love it. They were they were basically like this big hoss of a wrestler who was famous uh for the first ever um first ever wooden cage match. hmm Um, The rules were that it was like a normal cage match, but the match would end with the first person to break through the wall out of the cage and get thrown outside. So it was like a little bit of a one-part rumble rules, but also like a Hell in a Cell style rules at the same time.
0: Sick. Absolutely sick. So, on the posters, Big Zeke versus Big Zeke in a dream match. And you hear the crowd inside chanting, Zeke, Zeke, Zeke. And you see the lights flickering inside of the warehouse.
1: <sighs> all right. So they making this personal. I look over at the cop, and I tell him, keep this area clean. No one can come in, the, come in here at all. Things are going to get real dirty around here. Don't want any kind of... uh unnecessary injuries understood and i uh pick up the
0: the leash and i head inside of the warehouse and in the center of the ring I should look up in the center of the ring you notice your uncle not as the last time that you saw him Not as the, not, not, not as the, the retired, probably trainer. You notice a big Zeke out of time. The, the, the big Zeke that you remember from the first time you saw him wrestle is standing there in the ring and is, is challenging people. And the thing that you notice, the thing as you walk in and you see, you see this entity that has taken the form of your uncle is standing in its place of power. It is standing in a wrestling ring, but this wrestling ring, this sacred place, this place where flexorcisms happen, this place where people come together has been twisted and broken, this is not a four-sided ring. It has been warped into something awful and horrendous, and it has been warped into the shape of a hexagon, into a six-sided wrestling ring. I look at this
1: and I'm like, my
0: goodness. They got him.
1: Must be the work of that bastard Russo. <laughs> and I, I head over to the ring and I, uh, I look at my uncle inside the ring and I sigh a bit. I go, I'm gonna be honest with you, Uncle. I didn't want to face you like this. This is the last place I'd expect to see you. I know it's probably not really you in there. Someone twisted and devious took your form and decided to place you in this ring. I hope they realize that they just made the biggest mistake of their life. And I hop up, I jump up onto the apron, and I wipe my feet, and I roll under the rope.
0: And with that, we kick off our fight. We kick off phase four, the beatdown. Let's go. Let's so during go. this phase, you may not use any of the dice that you gave up during the ritual. Gameplay is divided into turns and rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beatdown lasts exactly three rounds. Every player makes one turn, after which the, the current round ends and a new round begins. Um, I think because it is just you, we're going to have the, the beatdown go until either you are beaten down, either you are beaten down. Oh wait, no. If you go three rounds, then uh, then then we've gotta then we have to. We have to kick off our next phase. Okay. All right. I have rolled. I know exactly. I know the staying power uh, of the, I know the staying power of the, of the monster, of mm-hmm. the paranormal presence, and I have its special ability. Um, so uh, you have a choice of three action or of three actions you can take. Okay. Or four actions you can take. You have a choice of four actions you can take. You can lay down the smack. Mm-hmm. You can work the crowd. You can raise the stakes. Or you can tag out. Okay. How do you, how do you kick this fight off? We attach the, the collar is attached to both you and, and, and Uncle Zeke. Uh, the chain is running between you. The crowd is screaming. Uh, and you are just circling each other. How do you kick off the fight?
1: Um, so I think this would definitely be a, uh, uh, a late a, a work the crowd kind of move so i walk up to my uncle and i just hold my i just hold my hand out in like you know let's have a good fight kind of way trying to work up the crowd I'm trying to put them
0: on my side try to be the baby face here give me a roll roll me roll me style roll me okay. the number of dice associated with your style how many dice is that that's two okay
1: who that is a, so for every seven plus right seven plus yes okay so that is i got a eight that's the only one i got
0: okay so you're gonna bank two dice that means that you can add those dice to any future role as long as you're not working crowd uh you can't just use hype to make more hype there are treaties against that of course <laughs> uh, but you have two dice that you can add to any future roll. okay now- cool now I am going to ask you to make a follow-up. This represents you working to retain control of the fight's momentum. Okay. Um, I think what happens is uh, he he goes and he shakes your hand, and his hand is giant in the way that you remember his hand being when you were, when you were young, when you were a kid. And it has this – he has this graininess to his very presence as if you were looking at old photos – brought to life like it is as though as though you are fighting the picture of your uncle in his prime
1: Mm, and you
0: feel like you feel your hand kind of crush a little bit and you feel you feel like you feel the strength and you feel that sense of you know when you're young and you you see your idol and you think i'm never going to be at that level right you feel that, like you feel that weight on you, and you feel it kind of like squeezing your ribs a little bit. Roll me plus faith for your follow up. Okay. Oh, I got a eight and a nine. Hell yeah! You've retained. You have. You have resisted the pull of this. Of of this entity. I, I what I what I like to do is is that uh when. Like I
1: when I think that when they think that they're resisting that pull the end, when they're trying to overwhelm myself with this mm-hmm. energy I do that thing where I'm like holding my wrist and I'm like going down on one knee like to make them think like oh yeah you're working me over mm-hmm. but then I like stamp my foot and I stand up to my feet like pushing against their hand I stamp my foot again and I stand up at full like height and I like pull them close to me. And just so like, do this intense stare right in their face as the
0: crowd goes
1: crazy and wild.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crowd. And then this is every person that you've seen in town, and they are screaming, and they are they are they are clapping, but they are clapping exactly in cycles of six. Uh and you you hear them just losing it and like you are you are pulling them out of this this haze that this entity has pulled out of you uh give me your next action
1: um i what i'm going to do next is uh because i pretty much stood up to them i am going to now lay the smack down on them and i am going to shove them back and then pull them close with the yank of the chain and go for like a clothesline right against their chest love it
0: Love it. Sick. Roll me plus brawn. Are you going to add your bank dice to this or hold on to them? I am going to hold on to it because okay. I have a
1: very good brawn stat.
0: All right. How many dice are you rolling? A uh, three. Good. All right.
1: Ooh, I got a seven and an eight. So that's two.
0: All right. And then uh, this is where I get to reveal the uh, the nature of the paranormal presence. Because this is, this is Zeke in his prime. This is towering which means that laying down the smack always scores an extra free success because he is so large but he has extra staying power to make up for that okay so uh and i think at this moment you you describe laying into him and really like overpowering your your dream opponent and really like describe your sort of moment of feeling on top of the world so
1: um i i do that whole thing where i like push them back and i pull them in close and i go for that hard close i right against the chest as they fall over i like do a sweep around and as they go to sit right back up because they're so towering and when they sit right back up they're like at almost at my height just sitting down so i don't even waste any time and i just like slam my feet Back against their head, and I roll up to my feet, and I, I look at the crowd. I hold my hands out, just basking in the cheers that they are giving me, and I'm just
0: taking it all in. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I think what happens is you you see Zeke start to change. His 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 features exaggerate and. Like and like his proportions start to shift and it like, feels like there's both like he adds bones and like he becomes spindly and weird and gets these kind of slender man like features for a moment and like his mouth grows and he grows extra. So where like, rows of teeth and then like cracks back into shape it like like forcibly takes back the shape the shape of Zeke. And like rushes you and like tries to shove you back and then rush you into a spear. Roll me your follow up.
1: Ooh, okay, okay, um, that's faith, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm, nope, I got a three. Okay. Um. So on. So I am gonna. I am gonna to say this to you and and give you an option. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna give you an option here. Once I find where the follow-up is so I can remind how it works. Uh, So you have uh, you have tagged out because uh, so. So if if then since there were no seven plus dice on your follow-up, you have tagged out, which means that your turn has ended. So we have ended the first turn of the fight. Okay. Um, And thus the Parazin's gets to do something to regain control. Um, You may not follow up this action, but you do gain one extra die as though you had worked the crowd. Oh, cool. All right. Perfect. Um and what so what happens here is So what happens here is um Okay, yeah. So what happens here is Zeke Comes and, like, hits you with that spear and then picks you up and does one of those huge Bane backbreakers where he, like, lifts you over his head and just drops you onto his knee. Yeah. And is doing the kinds of power moves that, like, somebody, you know, that, like, somebody of your size never has done to you, right? Like, you are picked up into just a massive choke slam and are, like, just put onto the ground and are just viciously like beaten and overpowered and like grabs you, like grab and every single time grabs the chain and just yanks you to your feet and oh, then no. just like shoves you back to the ground. And you know, for all of your control, you, 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 you gave him that one moment and he is just overpowering you. He is just obliterating you.
1: Oh boy. Oh boy. I'm, I'm laying on my back right now. And I am like, my vision's blurry and I'm just like looking up at the ceiling. And, um, I take my hand and I start slamming it on the mat, you know, trying to, trying to work the crowd to do that. You know, that thing where the crowd starts like stamping their feet and clapping in rhythm.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: try to get the crowd to do that. And I would like to, uh, roll, um, I, can I roll
0: work the crowd for this? Yeah. 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 Okay, I'm gonna roll rook the crowd. And as a note, this has started. Uh, this has started turn two. I think that we're playing the rules slightly differently than written, but we're feeling it right for the story. This has started turn two, which means that you are beaten down. If turn three ends and you have not defeated, uh, you have not defeated Big Zeke, then 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 we then we move on to the resolution.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah. I start slamming my hand on the ground over and over again, like, trying to work the crowd up, trying to get them on my side. I'm gonna roll me some faith extra dice to it too so i'm trying to get them on my side
0: oh it worked i rolled a seven and eight and a seven yo okay so that means you are banking six extra dice (laughs) all right now you can now you can you have two options here right you can End your turn. You mm-hmm. can end this turn and give and get and tag out, give control over to the paranormal presence and start turn three. Mm-hmm. Or you can roll a follow up and add and roll your faith to try and take another action this turn. That was where I got the rules wrong last time. And that was where, uh, and because you succeeded in your follow up last time, you were able to take your take another turn in, in turn one or in round one so you have the option of a follow-up or you can hand control back over to the presence um
1: no let's let's go with let's go with this let's go with this i'm gonna take another turn and okay i worked with the crowd i'm back to my feet i am the crowd is on my side so i'm gonna go for a lay
0: the smack on them all right so i so before you do that you have to roll a follow-up and give me a faith roll and you can add some of some of some and not you can add any number of your bank dice to that if you'd like okay who? i got a seven all I mean, right perfect that's all that's all you needed um your faith is reduced by one dice until the end of your turn and then you okay. may take another action so you may lay the smack down okay yeah um after I'm, I'm
1: stood up and the crowd is on my side i take the chain and i swing it above my head and i slam it into the chest of big zeke and i do it over and over and over again like i'm working over like this Big tree trunk and like the chain is the axe and I'm just doing it over and over and over again Mm -hmm. trying to like keep trying to like get them down so they're down to like one knee and when they go down to their knee I run back I bounce off the back rope and it's kind of awkward for me because this this ring has you know six sides Mm -hmm. and i it's like i never wrestled impact you're just not
0: you're you're just not used to run in on a six-sided rope honestly it's a weird process tna what were you doing with that That what are you doing that
1: was not clever (laughs) Uh, but i try i i run back and i almost like go up into a turnbuckle because like six sides what the heck and i bounce off the back rope and i do a Diving, like, shoulder tackle against them and roll up to my feet. And I do it again from the other side. Mm -hmm. And the third time I do it, I throw the chain around their neck. And I loop it around their neck and I wrap my legs no. around their waist and I throw myself back and I put them in a in a coquina clutch, but using the chain as leverage.
0: Sick. Give me a give me give me a brawn roll. Add any extra dice that you'd oh, like. Oh boy, I'm gonna be rolling a lot of dice with this one. I love it. I'm so excited. <laughs> Tell me how many dice you're rolling. I am rolling five dice.
1: <laughs> Sick. Okay, that is one, two, three. Oh. <laughs> I got three sevens and a uh a one and a four. All
0: right, so uh you uh you, you 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 feel big Zeke go like go limp and you the referee, this like ghostly referee kind of like flickering in and out like an old film reel comes up and does the hand raise one and does the hand raise two and does the hand raise and then in a in a flash and this is where we are going to segue over to the resolution but in a flash you know the hand does the do, the hand the handshakes. and yeah. you know the the melt like melts out of the of the leash kind of stands and the referee goes from like old film reel to like a skeleton in a ref shirt and the people freeze mid clap and shifting and changing shape And, and, and mutating into his pure form is this entity that you, like, there are flashes and images in, like, in the stage lights, right? Like, you, you see, you see flickering images in the stage lights of drawing wrestlers in and promising that one dream match. And you see wrestler after wrestler fall and you see glimpses of the world that could have been had you fallen here. Six wrestlers, six sides of the ring. It You were the last piece of the puzzle. And you see glimpses of wrestler after wrestler stepping into the ring and staring down this dream match. And that feeling in your gut that you had, it, it comes back so strong as you feel that sense of fighting this one dream match. And you feel Green Mountain Rut and you feel all of these other wrestlers fall because... They didn't see themselves as equal to their dream opponent. And then you look up and you see the true form of this thing. And it is twisted and there are bones jutting out like its spine is visible in its back. And it's long, twisting, like, segmented limbs. And it looks up with you with this face as it has this green mohawk of hair flying back. And it looks up with you with this face that is clown like like it has clown makeup on and it is it is just this paranormal this ghostly clown thing as we segue into the the resolution and I ask you a question how many dice did you set aside during the ritual um I set aside five dice oh my god that's so many dice <laughs> yeah I did <laughs> I' just a one shot I am going all out <laughs> oh I love it I love it the, the thing is is that like had you set aside two dice? You would have gotten the same result. And so I am <laughs> delighted that you set aside five dice. Look, I set aside five dice and then I got back a bunch of dice at the same time. So it kind of bounces out in my so opinion. I, so here's what I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to give you I'm gonna read this over to you and I'm gonna give you some extra stuff because you set aside a bunch of extra dice. Okay. So, uh, not only is the presence defeated, so describe to me now that you are staring down this ghostly clown in this six sided ring, how do you finish the job? This thing is how do you do you cast this monster off to hell? so, um
1: as i I see this monster twist back into their true form, I let go of them. i like I release the clutch and I roll up to my feet. I look around and I just see the five other wrestlers who are fallen, like they're standing on on Mm -hmm. four, five corners of the ring. And I look over and I see Rut in that one corner. I look over at him and I hold a hand out to him. And I slap him a high five, and he rolls under the mat, and he picks up this clown and puts them up on their shoulders, and I run across the ring, jump up onto the top turnbuckle, and I look at the crowd, I hold up two fingers, and they all start cheering green mountain boys, green mountain boys over and over again and I look over at Rut. Rutt points as, points at me with this clown on my on their shoulders mm-hmm. they run at me while they're holding this clown on their shoulders, I wait and I wait and that last minute hits right when they get close enough I jump off the top turnbuckle and I hit them right with a clothesline right in the neck as Rut then drops them to their back and then rolls them up into a pin after I slam them in the neck with this lariat
0: and as you come down, like, the pin, with the third count of that pin, um, you fall. And you fall maybe, like, two feet? It's a small fall, but, like, you fall. And suddenly there's just dust. And suddenly you're just, you're in a field. There is no warehouse. There is nothing but the stench of sulfur. And, like, a dirty, empty lot. That you are lying in, and... Rudd is gone. And the other wrestlers are gone. And this clown is gone. And there are a few straggling people around, visibly confused. And you look... Back at the town, and... The windows are square again. And the manhole cover is round again. And this presence, this looming entity this this sense of mental control that had been steadily exerted is broken and is is cast off and people are confused and shaken but there is then a rupture of applause as you have sent this thing back to hell and so now i ask you for a few extra things because at two dice because Mm -hmm. you set aside two dice during the ritual not only is the presence defeated, but you get something cool out of the bargain. So because you set aside five dice, I'm gonna ask you, what what do you get out of the bargain that is like the best possible thing that can come from this? They buy my merch. They just buy all my merch. Oh, yeah, done. Everyone <laughs> buys my merch. <laughs> done. We, we 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 pan over to like a, a week later, there is another wrestling show happening. Uh where there is like a card on a square sheet of paper. There is a card on a square sheet of paper, and like it has Dream Match, and it is it is, uh, it is you versus Slimy McHeelberg, and like in the main event, you are you are fighting, you are fighting Slimy. Slimy is, is coming out from out of town, and like everyone in the crowd is wearing a Big Zeke t shirt, and they are chanting for Big Zeke, and they are they are jumping up and down, and they are they are cheering. Like, and yeah, you have sold every bit of merch. You are, you are this town's local ace. And like, they have been, they have been talking about this show since, since that first poster went up and we just, we zoom in on that poster and that dream match. And then we fade to black and that is game. Oh man, that was great. That was sick. That, <laughs> that was, was so, so much fun. good. Oh man. That was so much fun. That was so, so much fun. That was
1: so much fun. Oh, my gosh.
0: That was a great game. Oh, Oh, that was so good. I had so much fun. That was exactly what I wanted it to be. I'm so, so so happy. Thank you so much for joining me for the show. This was was amazing. (laughs) Thank you for having me. This was an absolute delight. Oh, my goodness. So real quick, before we wrap things up, um, where can people find you and your work online?
1: Yeah, you can find me over on Twitter at walle e one three two, like the cute little Disney robot. You just find me uh, pretty much posting about what shows I'm going to be on, what streams I'm on, because I don't have my own streaming home. I'm in everyone's streaming homes. So yeah, just follow me there and just, hey, stay in contact with me because really my brand is just being friendly, giving laughs and uplifting friends is what I do. So stick around for that at least.
0: I I can't imagine why we feel like you and I have anything in common.
1: I mean, it, you would think uh, yeah. we would have been in, we would have, we would have encountered each other earlier on or something.
0: You'd think, <laughs> oh, my friend. Thank you so much for this. This was the the best possible experience. I am beaming. I am, I am, shy, I am smiling ear to ear. And so, with that, I am going to throw it over to me in the future, so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, Past Me. And thanks again to Wally for coming on to the show. God damn, that game was fun. Like, what a blast and a half that game was. <sighs> like I said, be sure to head to the show notes and pick up your own copy of The Flexorcist, And be sure to follow Wally on Twitter at Wally132. That's Wally like the robot, W A L L E, 132. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, a Podchaser review. Spotify review, you know where things are reviewed. You can also support the show financially at patreon.com slash JeffStormer or Kofi.com slash Jeff Stormer. Or you can head to our merch store at bit.ly slash one merch. If you'd like to talk about the episode or about wrestling or games or anything else you want to talk about, join our Discord community at bit.ly slash party of one discord. If you're looking for more podcasts to check out, check out All My Fantasy Children, a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the OneShot Podcast Network which every week my best friend Aaron catano Saez and I take a listener submitted prompt. We spin it into an original fantasy character and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at oneshotpodcast.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for this episode comes from the song WrestleMania from the stars of WrestleMania 1993. It's 93. It's time for WrestleMania. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, press coverage of the show, or about coming onto the show as a guest, shoot me an email at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And wrestling fans, that is all we do here. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us once again for a party of one WrestleMania spectacular. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on wrestling fans.